Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Lava Pool. I'm your host Sam, Dr. Fidget Harsma, and I am alone. Yeah, sorry, um, didn't have a lot of time to get guests and record this week. I've been pretty busy between work and regionals. I just got back from California a couple days ago, and I have to work every day until I go to Oregon. So, instead of us having our normal group of world champions and national champions and YouTube celebrities, you just have me. So, I put out a call on Twitter, Facebook, and Nugget Bridge for questions, because this is a question only. And a handful of you stepped up big time, so thank you for that. We will have a show this week. But yeah, if you're not interested in listening to me, this is probably not the episode for you. If you are, stick around. Alright, I'm just going to jump straight into questions. We're going to start with the place I would prefer people post questions, which is on our blog on Nugget Bridge. Yeah, I put up a new blog post for every episode, and you can just send in your corrections questions, intro topics. I don't have an intro topic this week because it's just me, so I've already introduced myself. Anyway, questions from that blog post. Uh, first off, we have pball 10 who asks, what factors goes into liking each format, and which is your favorite format and why? Um... I think the biggest factor for me right now into whether I like a format or not is how far I have to get in-game before I can use all the Pokemon. Because going to regionals last week, I was going to use a white Kiram, and I only had four badges. So I started running through to finish the game and didn't get that far. So I got about to where the primals were, which was four hours from where I was. So yeah, that's that's the most important thing right now. How much time do I actually have to spend in-game before I can plan the format? Um, as for which is my favorite format and why, I like, I like 2011 a lot just because the Pokedex was kind of small, so you could just kind of mess with everything and everything kind of worked as long as you could build the team correctly. Um... But yeah, that's that's my go-to for favorite. Next question. Samuel Temple 2 asks, what kind of salad would the primals make? Which is a throwback to a couple episodes ago when they had the what kind of sandwich would a primal make. Um, that is an interesting question. I, I want to say Groudon would make a taco salad, and I don't know why. And as for Kyogre, I don't know, what's what's a wet salad? Like a pasta salad? Potato salad? Egg salad. It's kind of egg-shaped, right? Kyogre? Kyogre's an egg salad. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. All right, so um, the other way you can interact with our our show here is the Twitter account which is at the lava pool. I uh, got a handful of other questions. From, actually, no, I got one question. I got one question from Twitter. 
Why aren't people following the Twitter? Why aren't people interacting with our Twitter? That's what I want to know. That's my question to you. And also, can I just can I just say for the record, talking to myself is kind of driving me insane already. I know it hasn't even been five minutes and kind of losing it. Actually, no. No, I'm okay. No, I'm not. If I have to say I'm okay, I'm not okay. Um, anyway, question from Twitter. We have Smith underscore... Also on the sandwich topic, how can the primals make sandwiches if they don't understand human conventions and society? I'm pretty sure you can just teach them that. Shouldn't take too long. We teach babies. Babies figure it out in a couple years. There are some toddlers that know how to make sandwiches. I'm pretty sure a primal is smarter than a toddler. So we, it, it might take a little bit, but it's it's fair enough. I, also, yeah, the... The part last time where he wanted to say that primals wouldn't make sandwiches because they couldn't understand bread, but they would just give you food, like, in order for them to realize that you were asking them about some sort of food product, they would need to understand language. And okay. If they can't understand language, then I could understand them not understanding the question entirely, but if they understand language, I'm pretty sure you can explain to them bread. <sighs> not hard it's it's not hard so yeah there there was our twitter question you guys you guys should follow the twitter also maybe follow me on twitter as long as we're pimping that i'm dr underscore fidget that's right smith you're not the only one with an underscore um it's dr underscore fidget all right. Um, the next place I'm pulling questions from is our Discord channel, which you'll have to ask somebody how to get into that, because I don't know off the top of my head. But Dim, regular guest and co-host Dim, Toller Web asks, and I don't know if this was for the podcast or not, but um, he asks, "Is the Big Six really as bad as it seems?" And to what extent does Walren unapologetically body it? Um, I I don't think the big six is really bad. I don't know if he means the team is bad or if how much usage it's getting is bad. Um, I think it's I think it's an okay team. Like it's solid. There's no real big flaws with it. Um, he's asking about how much it's being used. I think that's that's not great more for the people using it than anyone else but yeah because if everybody's using the same team and you assume they're all generally around the same skill level they all have about an equal chance at winning the tournament or the thing so if that's eight people you have like a one in eight shot and why would you and yeah, like, if everybody in a regional of, like, 200 people, that means your odds are 1 in 200. Why wouldn't you use a team that had a better chance than that, right? Because, I mean, between hacks and playing, like, you, you want to be as different as possible to maximize your chances. I'm not saying use bad stuff for the sake of being different, I'm just saying... Don't use the same thing and expect to do better than anyone else using the same thing. 
just doesn't make sense. Um, as far as Walrein bodying it, it doesn't really body the big six. I mean, it doesn't really... It, it doesn't have anything to fear from the big six, but it's just kind of a bulky support guy that does what it wants. I... I was running a walrus lately, and I haven't had too much trouble with big six teams, but that's more with the rest of the team, and walrus just adding some speed control and general ice moves. It's nice. All right. So, yeah, not a lot of people have responded on our main ways of contacting the show. However, the Team Magma Facebook group came out in force and asked, Dozens of questions, which I'm going to try and cover all of them right now. Um, first off, we have our other regular co-host, Gabby, JTK, um, asking, if the primals were sandwiches, what kind of sandwiches would they be? Okay, um, we've, we've talked about this already on another show, and also earlier today. It's It's a good joke, but... It's a joke we've made enough. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to say that Kyogre is a French dip because that's the wettest sandwich. And I, I don't know, Groudon's pastrami on rye with absolutely no, no condiments, just the driest sandwich you've ever seen. Toasted, of course. Okay. Um, next question, Patrick Ball, who I, I, you know, I've not confirmed this or not, but I'm pretty sure he's also P Ball. So, P Ball, two questions already, like doing me huge favors here. Friend of the show, Patrick Ball. I'm doing it right now. Friend of the, friend of the show status for Patrick. Giving me two questions. All right. So, we've got, what format did you like the most and what, okay, I think we've already, this is just the same question, he's posted it in two places. But he adds more this time, so, yeah, I'm not gonna, not gonna rescind friend of the show status quite that quickly. Um, he said, what factors do you believe make a metagame better or worse? Okay, no, no, that's, that's the same thing he said before. Oh, but there's more. How centralized do you see the format being this year? I'm going to say that as the year goes on, it's going to get less centralized and then more centralized. Probably not as much as it has been in the first month or so here, but um, I'm guessing we're going to see something more or less similar to last year. Or maybe even 2014, where the beginning of the season was super Kangaskhan heavy. And then Kangaskhan kind of disappeared, and it was a lot of Mawile. Um, I'm gonna. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna guess that Kyogre is going to have its moments before Groudon comes back, and I. I think Xerneas is maybe the best Pokemon in the current metagame. Like even without Geomancy, I think it's probably one of the best if not the best um but i mean it's, it's probably groudon as the best primal um 
so yeah, I I think we'll see some shifts, but I think by the end it's gonna get it's it's gonna get kind of locked down. But I don't think we're anywhere near there yet. So yeah, the two two questions that you already asked, and then one new one. So I mean, still, still, I'll I'll give you a friend of the show, Patrick. So, thank you, thank you for asking questions to fill out this episode. Next question comes in from Ben Irons. Benji, Benji, how are you doing? You can't talk to me because I'm by myself. But I'm going to pretend you said you're doing okay. And I'm glad because you deserve to be doing okay. Anyway, Ben, what's your question? I, I have to read the question now. Which meta is more centralizing, the end of 15 or the beginning of 16? And which you preferred? Okay, so just much like Patrick's question here. Um, I don't know, 16 is still kind of in the beginning. I mean, we're still on our first set of regionals. Um, we've got two weekends down. We've got one more to go. Um, I think enough shifted between the first two weekends to know that it's not soup. Well, I mean, it it is centralized, but it's not as centralized as that Virginia regional would lead you to believe. But yeah, end of 15, we had a lot of chalk, and then Smeargle Tauros kind of at the end there was all I kept hearing about. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say the end of 15 was more centralizing, because we are going to be going through a lot of changes in the next couple months as far as our current metagame goes um as for which one i preferred i have started off on fire at the beginning of 16 and i was doing trash at the end of 15 so i'm gonna go with 16 because in the two pcs and regional well first two pcs i did Swiss 4-0 in both, and then I did ETH in the 113-man PC before regionals. But I went 6-2 at regionals after going 6-1, and then... So yeah, 16. 16 school. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. Alright, next question. Gabby Snyder. Also adding a second question. She's a co-host, but... I'm still going to give her friend of the show status for asking two questions. Um, she asks, why is Loader Bro best bro? And I guess if you guys haven't played Tales from the Borderlands, you won't know what she's talking about. But Loader Bro is a robot named Loader Bot that you get in the first episode. It's an episodic game. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but that game is amazing. And you should all probably play it. It's also dirt cheap. Um, but yeah, L- Loaderbot's a robot who makes kind of... It's kind of a funny robot at the beginning. And then he kind of becomes self-aware and has to learn about friendship, more or less. And there are some cool, cool fist bumps with him. And one really tragic fist bump with him. And I think the tragic fist bump is what 
makes him the best bro. So yeah, I think that's as much as I can say without any spoilers. Next question. We have Ben Iron. Ben Iron, like oh, another friend of the show, sending in two questions when I need it most. Actually, he sent in like four questions here. So let's get right into it. What are some sleeper restricted picks? Oh, that is a good question. I think in the first handful of episodes of this show, I've been saying cure him white, and I don't know if I can call that a sleeper anymore after it started top-cutting all these regionals. Also, my only two losses in California were to cure him white teams. So, I mean, cure him white's great. You just have to get really far in the game if you want to use it in your game, which I'm sure isn't a problem for as many people as I think it is. But other than that, I think Mewtwo's pretty good. That's what I was using. Eveltal's okay. I think Lugia's going to come up pretty strong at some point in the metagame, but probably not last very long. It At least one... Lugia will cut before Nationals. That's my prediction. I know that's not super bold, and that's not a lot to say that one will cut, but I'm guessing at least one will cut. Alright, top five fast food places. Okay. I'm going to go with Taco Bell at number one. That's, That's easy. They've got the cheapest food, and it's all really good. Um, I'm going to say Burger King number two, just because that's the one I used to go to the most and like the most. Uh, Right now, I live within a five-minute walk of a Taco Time, a Carl's Jr., and a Jack in the Box. I'm still kind of new to the Jack in the Box and Carl's Jr., so I don't know if I'd how high I'd rate those. Um, Taco Time, I like a lot, but it might just be because it's right next door. Um, Wendy's is good. Wendy's is great. Well, I wouldn't say it's great. Wendy's is good enough, uh, and they have probably the best value menu. So I might put Wendy's at number three. I don't know where you'd put... Like, if you want to call Little Caesars fast food, I mean, they've got hot and ready's. So, yeah, just because they have the fast food pizza, I'm going to say Little Caesars at number four. Number five. Uh, we'll go Dairy Queen. I don't know why. All right, next question. Um, are there any Mega Pokemon not named Mawile? Kangaskhan, Salamence, and Gengar that will see use. I'm going to say Rayquaza's already been seeing a lot of use. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Rayquaza for sure. I'll say probably some Metagross that's going to get in there. I think sooner or later there might be a Charizard or two. Probably X, not Y. I think Latios or Latias might be sleeper picks. Um, it's just 
more or less a mind game thing against Salamence and Rayquaza because Latios and Latias both start out at a higher speed. So in theory, they could either Draco turn one and get an advantage against the other dragons, or if they assume that they're going to protect to get a speed boost from their mega, they could just Tailwind. So, I mean, they have some okay options. They're levitating dragons, the psychic type. I guess isn't that great at the moment in the metagame, but they have really good stats. So I, I think the Latis might might make some some appearance. Nah, I'm, I'm not gonna say that they're gonna cut though. I'm not gonna put them at Lugia tier. Um, got other good megas. I think Sableye is a strong mega right now. Because it does have the bulk, and Foul Play is doing a lot more damage right now with the current Pokemon in the metagame. And if you don't Mega, you still have Prankster. So, I'm going to say Sableye's a sleeper pick. And Metagross. I'm going to say those are going to be the two big ones that you will see more of that you didn't already put on this list. And Rayquaza, obviously. Um, what was the coolest team strategy you faced at regionals i hmm. oh oh no my computer seems to be freezing freezing are we good computer peter are you okay are we alive are we good okay we seem to be okay nothing died nothing died we're okay everything's fine um so yeah what were the Coolest strategy you played? Okay, so I played three of the people that top cut at California, um, including level 49 Groudon Guy, who made finals, I think, uh, with his Trick Room, Safeguard, Swagger, Gravity, Meow Stick. That was a lot of fun. Um, Mitchell Mosscrop was the guy I played on stream, and we actually played in the PC the day before. Um, he had that Kiram, which was great. That set that was on stream was not a great set, because I kind of fumbled around a lot, and like the day before, he had Raikou and Thunderwaved me, and there was light screen, and a lot of like defensive plays on both ends. So I thought the game was going to be more or less like that in this one, too. And it was not. Um, also, my leads came out in the wrong order, which was super disappointing. Um, yeah, before that match started, he was kind of nervous about stream. He's like, oh no, like, one of us is, or like, I'm going to screw up and it's going to be super embarrassing. I'm like, ah, it's probably going to be me that screws up. And then when the thing started, our leads came out, and I started cracking up because that was not what I led. And I don't know if it was muscle memory, me picking the thing, because I, I know I swapped some stuff last second and thought I had them in the right order, but apparently not. Um, but yeah, his, his Raikou, which wasn't on the stream, was really cool the day before. Um, the day before, he also had a Porygon too, which I didn't see, and he dropped for Talonflame. 
I don't know. I've got notes here. Let's see. In the regional he had Gratum, Curum, Raikou, Talon, Salamence, Venusaur. And in the PC he had Gratum, Curum, Salamence, Porygon 2, Lipard, and Raikou. So yeah, he switched two things between the PC and the actual thing. Both teams were fun. He beat me twice. Um, yeah, the the second time we played was not a bunch of defensive moves on both sides. It was him just hitting attack buttons and me thinking he wouldn't for whatever whatever reason. Um, there was one other cool team I played. I played a lot. I played five different Ray Ogre teams, which were all kind of eh. Um, Machamp, oh, Machamp guy was the guy I talked about earlier. Um, somebody had a Lilligant. There it is. Yeah, Kangaskhan, Lilligant, Thunderous, Talonflame, Xerneas, Groudon. He sleep powdered turn one when I thought he was going to teeter dance. But he sleep powdered my Mewtwo and my Chandelure, burned him with the heat wave, so it Knocked him out through Sash, and then my Mewtwo woke up the second turn, so it was okay. Not not so great for him, but I mean, I got to see his team without losing to his team. So that was fun for me, I guess. I don't know. Um, next question. Where am I at? Ah, we're back to, we're back to Oliver. He asks, what's the worst Pokemon you've ever used in a tournament that is standard or and non-standard? Um, I have a list of every team that I've used in a tournament that was regionals or above level. Um, so that includes nationals and LCQs for both. Nationals and Worlds, going back to 2009. And I have used about 88 different Pokemon over the last six years. And of the ones I've played more than 10 rounds with, only one of them has a win percentage under 60%. And that is Ferrothorn. So... I'm going to say right now, Ferrothorn counts as standard because it's been in the top 12 for a while. <sighs> and I'm going to say, yeah, that is definitely, definitely uh, the worst Pokemon I've ever used. And I've used it a lot. Um, Ferrothorn is a great kid on paper, but it just doesn't want to perform. It has, like, fantastic defenses, an incredibly useful typing, and it has one of the best abilities with Iron Barbs. Um, its attack stat isn't fantastic, but it has Power Whip to make up for that. So, like, it's a super easy Pokemon to fall in love with on paper. Uh, the problem is it's slow and... Power Whip and Leech Seed, which are arguably its two most important moves, can both miss. But, I mean, you put the right support around it, and its natural bulk should make up for any of those potential missteps, right? 
it should be as easy as like getting rid of the fire type and then sending Ferrothorn in and then you win, right? But Ferrothorn doesn't want to win. Ferrothorn likes to get stone. Sorry, sorry. Rock slide flinched. Um, sure, it's it's funny the first few times. Like you get a good story and all your friends are laughing. Wow, twelve turns against a crocodile and you didn't get off a single move. That's so crazy. But I mean, eventually it starts getting tired. Like paralyzed scarf Titar flinches you three turns in a row. You miss two leech seed. Is you know one verse one against a timer stall. Suddenly your friends are telling you to drop it, but you don't listen because you believe in its potential and you love it. I mean, you think you just give it enough support and uh, you can pull it through the rough times. And you got a really good relationship with its parents and they think you're a really good influence and you're helping a lot. But important days come and it just keeps getting stoned and you feel like you're failing them. Sure, sure, sometimes they pull it together long enough for you to see what you had envisioned, give you renewed hope just long enough to get you to recommit before falling right back into the same trap. Day after day, a cycle of promises followed by stunning failures until you finally admit that you can't help them. You need to let them go because you can't keep watching them kill themselves and as much as you want to and as much as you've tried, you aren't helping them get better. For your own sake, don't use Ferrothorn. Don't do it. Just... Just, God! Mm. Man, Ferrothorn sucks. Ugh. Sorry, my laundry's done. Be right back. Alright, we're back. Uh, Jan Michaelberger, er, Lottie fan asked, what do you think of the current format and the way it's been developing so far? I think we've covered that a little bit, at least, by now. Um, I think it's still super early. I think we've got a ways to go. I, I kind of like where it is right now, because, I mean, when it's centralized, it's kind of easy to read, but it's you can tell it's about to spin apart into madness, and I'm kind of excited about that, too. So, yeah, I, I think people are going to start taking advantage of their weather more than just sending out Groudon or Kyogre or Rayquaza. And right now it's just trying to cancel the other thing out or even cancel your own in the case of double primals. And I think we'll start seeing more. Swift Swim and Chlorophyll and other Pokemon to take advantage of both their own and their opponent's weathers. But yeah. Um, he also asks, any predictions, secret tips for the upcoming months? Um, predictions. Not, like, I'm gonna say, and I've said it before on the show, Xerneas without Geomancy is going to be a dangerous thing because it's just such a dangerous Pokemon even without going to plus two. Like, if you go to plus two, you get the special defense boost, and that's nice, and so is the speed boost. But the attack is just kind of overkill on most things, 
except for things that resisted you, and in theory you can make up for that with the rest of your team easier than spending a turn geomancing. Um, and that moose lot could come in very handy. A lot. Oh, he's, he's got a slew of questions here. Dark Void, Smeargle, Bandworthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Dark, Dark Void, Smeargle, it makes Smeargle kinda usable. Um, it makes a handful of other things kind of usable. And I don't think Smeargle is strong enough to be worth banning because that would take a lot of effort and completely reshape the metagame, and uh, it's it's just not worth the hassle of banning it. Just just play around it. It's easy enough. It's it's a lot easier than banning it would be. Um, and his last question here: Since you started playing in 2010, I, I actually started playing 2009, um, but. Since you started playing in 2010 and 2016 being its successor somewhat, how does VGC 16 compare to 2010? Are there ideas or concepts that you could faintly see doing well again? Um, as far as the Pokemon that are allowed, this is... This is the most like 2010... Um, but other than things like Mewtwo and Rayquaza and Kyogre being allowed, that's kind of where the similarities stop. Because there's two generations worth of new Pokemon and moves and abilities since then. Um, Kyogre and Groudon look nothing like they did in 2010. Um, because now they have the Primals and their weather works completely differently. Um, in 2010... Weather stayed on the field until it was replaced by another weather. So if you sent out Groudon, you could, in theory, put Cherim out, and as long as they didn't reset their weather, um, Cherim would give your entire team boost if it was sitting next to them, and Sun would never go away. Uh, whereas in 2016, as soon as the Groudon leaves the field, then your weather is gone. And so things like Cherim are basically useless i mean they can give your grout on some attack boost but that's about it um i think the biggest difference between the two is team preview um whereas 2010 you went into every game blind meaning they could potentially have anything and everything and it was best of one, so like, hey, if you thought Smeargle was bad now, like, imagine not knowing before you select your leads whether they even have a Smeargle or not. And then in best of threes, you could change your items in between turns. So, say, game one, they didn't take Smeargle at all. Game two, they brought a Smeargle, but it was Focus Sash. And game three, they lead a Scarf Smeargle. How much fun is that? That sounds like a lot of... No. Um, it actually wasn't that big of a problem, but I, I don't have any interest in playing a metagame that doesn't have team preview again. I mean, that, that made matchups so much more important and leads were that much more devastating, uh, if you led the wrong thing, because you couldn't hedge your bet looking at their team ahead of time. You had to pretty much be locked in before you even start the match.
It was crazy. Um, as far as concepts or ideas that you could faintly see doing well again, um, a lot of the weather resetting doesn't work like it did back then because we don't have things like Tyranitar to... I mean, we could throw out a Tyranitar, but it's not going to reset the weather. But yeah, there, there's not a lot there that isn't completely different now. I mean, we we have a new typing since then, even. so, And a handful of weaknesses and resistances got changed. It's whole different ball game. Um, I, I don't think they actually look much alike at all. Um, but yeah, good question. Lots of questions. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Um, next question we have from Cody Kirk. He asks, if Pokemon were real, which restricted Pokemon, if any, would actually stay your partner instead of wandering off and causing catastrophic destruction when captured? Which restricted Pokemon? Um, I don't know enough about the temperaments of the restricted Pokemon. So let's see, we've got Mewtwo is the first one, and in that movie he seemed kind of like a bad guy. At least initially. So probably not Mewtwo. Um, oh, Lugia. Lugia's cool. Lugia was a good guy in that movie. That's restricted. I'm gonna say Lugia. That was quick. Let's see, I think the primals just like to destroy things. The, the dragons don't exactly seem super friendly. Except in Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, even in Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, I'm just going to say Lugia for that one. Alright, next question. We have Jack Rosen, also known as Sableye, wants to know, what beats the big six? I, I don't have anything off the top of my head. Like, the well-played teams can, can beat the big six? You just... I mean, I... I did okay against the big six with what I had the other day, which was Mewtwo, Groudon, Mawile. It was it was all right. It does okay, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things that can beat the big six. There's a lot of things that won't beat the big six. But I mean, most most well built teams can go at least head to head with it. Big six is a good team, but I mean. It's a team with a giant target on its back and will get shot down very quickly as the year goes on. And then after it disappears for a while, it'll probably have probably have a resurgence at some point. But I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna get beaten down for the next handful of weeks. Or possibly months. Um also asks what is the worst food you've ever had at a Pokemon event? Um, I don't, I don't typically eat at, at, oh, oh, um, I don't think I've told this story on here before, but last year at Seattle Regionals, somebody, I'm not going to say who, from Canada, decided it would be funny for us all to run through a fountain, and we all got very sick, or I got very, very sick, um, I lost my voice for the weekend, and it was kind of a terrible terrible week um i was sicker than i've been in years uh at some point somebody bought me medicine because they could tell that i was just kind of doing awful um and that gave me nosebleeds 
And so all the way through Salt Lake, I was kind of in like real rough shape. Uh, and after Salt Lake, when I was driving back from Utah to Seattle, I stopped at an Arby's, got two big beef and cheddars because I was starting to feel good for the first time in like a week and a half. And I got food poisoning. So I woke up the next day at like 4 o'clock before I had to go to work. And just stayed in the bathroom for like an hour. It was like I vomited on a door. It was it was the worst. Um, so yeah, Arby's is not the play if you are at a Pokemon event. Or leaving a Pokemon event. Or just don't go to Arby's. Actually, Ar- Arby's is probably fine. It was It was just that one. That one. Arby's is tricky. Um, next question. We have enemy of the show, Tiffany Stanley. Uh, hopefully there are no beeps while I read this question. Uh, if you had to live out the rest of your life as a Pokemon, which one would you be and why? My go-to answer is Haunter, but does it count as living my life if I'm choosing a dead Pokemon? There's this one time, I think it was like first year of high school. I was a freshman, so I didn't know everybody in the class, and a lot of people didn't know me. And we had um, one teacher say, like, write down like a quick couple sentences, what you want to be when you grow up. This is going to be completely anonymous, and then we all have to hand it in. I'm like, oh, if it's anonymous, I'll just write something dumb on here. Um, and then he started reading them all out loud in front of the class. Like, again, no names. And it's a bunch of, like, super serious things. And then he got to mine and said, When I grow up, I want to be a ghost so I can fly around and move through walls and haunt people. And some girl that I had never talked to before, like, looks across the room and yells, Sam! And it was great. Actually, no, I I have no idea how she knew it was me, because I was fairly quiet my first year in high school. But yeah, um, being a haunter is something that I would very much enjoy. Alright, next question we have Edward Sue. I, I should probably figure out how to say his name eventually. He, he goes by Killer Orcas online, if if you know him. Um, he asks, what would you like to be announced in the upcoming Pokemon Direct, which takes place on the 26th, which is probably the day that you're hearing... Eh, it's probably done by the time you're hearing this. Um, what would I like to be announced? Uh, Bayonetta in Pokemon. I, I don't know. I guess a new game, like Stadium, where you can choose rental Pokemon and that might be a thing like I know that's not actually ever going to happen but I mean the idea of using rental Pokemon instead of catching perfect Pokemon constantly is is appealing for me but I don't know um Pokemon like Walrein merchandise would be ideal just give me a giant body pillow that's shaped like a walrus that's all I want. That's all I really want in life. 
All right, next question. Chalky asks, if you could decide the VGC 17 format, what would it be? How would you balance it to prevent the Virginia incident from two weekends ago? Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing by Virginia incident, he just means everybody using the same team. Um, I don't know. What would I choose as the VGC 17 format? I mean, whatever it is, we'd have to use it for an entire year, which means as much as I would like to play a monotype thing, I don't think I'd want to do that for an entire year. I don't know. I might want to try triples at once. Just, just do one year of it. Or multi-battle. Multi-battle doubles. Actually, yeah. That, that's 100% what I would go for. I would go for multi-battles. So it would be two-person teams, and it would be a lot more fun to spectate. And I know it would be a lot harder to play, and it would be almost impossible to practice online. But that's that's what I would go for, would be multi-battles. I don't know if I'd allow restricted Pokemon or not. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, he also asks, if you could decide the world's invite structure for VGC 17, what would be? I I would open. Open. Everything open. Always. Always be open. Um, if you want to make, like, a day two or whatever, get all the world swag, that's probably best. But, I mean, if I could just do the entire world structure, it would be, like, I don't know, double elimination, but we would do best of five, or best of five or first of five rounds, so that, like, just completely eliminate hacks and have the best person win every match. Or, yeah, every round. Like, that would that would be ideal. Um, but yeah, don't... If, if you're going to have a giant Pokemon party, let everybody party. Don't... Don't... Keep people out at the gate. That just... It's dumb. It's really dumb. Uh, next question, we have Matthew Carter, who asks, Will we be getting a lunch break today? I'm going to say no, so pack a lunch and eat it when you can. There's there's never lunch breaks. Uh, next question, we have Josh Krieger. Uh, how long are we going? Oh, God, we're going long. Uh, Josh Krieger asks, If red-blue orbs were banned, Geomancy was banned, Dark Void was banned, and Rayquaza's Mega Button was disabled during official format matches. How much different would the format be, and in what ways? If this were to happen, would Mega Mewtwo need to go as well? He goes on to say, Those are a lot of bans, I know, but when looking at the rest of the metagame's big legends, the Pokemon I mentioned caused a complete spike in power, and thus balance, compared to the others. Um... I think it would be completely unrecognizable because the primals and Rayquaza are kind of kind of defining the metagame at the moment. I think if you took away Geomancy, like I said before, Xerneas would still be like if you took away the orbs and Geomancy, like without the orbs, then Xerneas is the best Pokemon and there are no close second place. Um, 
Especially since people would probably try and use Mordray, and then Xerneas is just... Xerneas has too good of stats, too good of typing, and too good of an ability to to be stopped here. Um, Dark Void, I don't think that much would change if Dark Void actually got gone. I mean, you'd see less Smeargle, but that would be about it. Everything else would stay almost exactly the same if just Dark Void got banned. But yeah, without the orbs, you would probably see more Tyranitar, and I would guess at least a couple Scarf Obama Snows, now that weather is a thing you can use again. Um, I don't think there would be any change as to Mewtwo and Mega Mewtwo. But yeah, I, I think you'd see more weather as a concept teams instead of weather as a, hey, here's a Mega... But yeah, a, a lot of... Probably more Xerneas, not less. Even if you ban Geomancy. And the last question I have here is, once again, from friend of the show, Pat Ball asks, What exactly was that Walrein team you ran at Regionals? Asking for a local friend who was interested in it. Um, that was pretty much the same thing with a few changes that I ran in the International Challenge a few weeks ago. Um, the International Challenge had a Thunderous, and I've replaced that with Breloom. Um, the IC also had Choice Band Groudon, which I changed to Primal Groudon for the regional. Uh, Band Groudon is really cool and kind of wins the Groudon vs. Groudon matchup almost every time but I wanted something that could actually reset the weather because there were a handful of losses I had in the International Challenge. It was like, wow, I have to send in Groudon now, uh, and if I actually got rid of the rain, I would immediately win, but since I don't, I'm probably about to lose. So there was a lot of that. Um, there were also a lot of times where it's like, wow, if I had Primal Groudon, I would have lost this, but thank you, Choice Band Groudon. Because Choice Band with Hammer Arm can one-shot Kangaskhan and you beat other Groudons, like I said. And it, Anyway, there's there's pros and cons to each each Groudon. Um, but yeah, as, as far as the entire team, it was Walrein, Groudon, Mawile, Breloom, Mewtwo, and Chandelure. And most of them had filler filler EV spreads, I was able to come up with a handful between the PC and the um, regional itself, but I only had time to apply the Chandelure changes, because I just didn't have time to trade things over to my cartridge that has all the medicine items and berries for me to fix the EV spreads, so my wall rain went in a little weird, my wall, my Mawile could have been better um, but yeah, it was basically Walrein and Chandelure were my speed control options. Uh, it looked more or less like a hard trick room team, but it was really just turbo room. Every almost everything on there was max speed. Uh, Walrein was not, Chandelure was, and that was the one that I changed. Um, but everything else was pretty much max. And then it just hit things really hard. 
I ended up playing a handful of big six teams in the PC, but only one in the actual regional, I think. Did I play one in the regional? Looking at my notes here. No, I did not play any big six in the actual regional. I played like two in the PC. I played five Ray Ogres in the in the regional and was 5-0 against them. I played one double primal and I beat that. And then I played two Groudon Kyurems and I lost to those. Uh, but yeah, I, I was pretty happy with the team. Breloom was a lot better at stopping Trick Room than Thunderous ever was. And it also was a much better Kyogre answer than Thunderous ever was. So, Breloom, which I know I talked a lot of crap about in the first episode of this season, about how it didn't have a place in this metagame and it doesn't actually hurt anything. Like, I've ran some calc since then, and it turns out, yeah, yeah, Breloom. Breloom's alright. Breloom's cool. Um, Walrein just does walrus stuff, like Icy Wind, Super, Bang, Super Fang, Ice Beam. Um, on the International Challenge version of this team that had the not Primal Groudon, I ran Brine. Uh, since I was running Primal Groudon, I changed it to Sheer Cold, but I don't think I ever pressed the Sheer Cold button, and I kind of missed the Brine button, so I... I don't know. That that one was kind of a wash. Uh, but yeah, everything else, except for... I don't want to give away too much of the Mewtwo, although I'll probably end up changing the Mewtwo, but I'm probably just going to end up running this team again this weekend because I don't have time to practice with anything else between work and recording this and editing this, which I think I'm going to start doing now. I'm going to call that a show. I somehow went an hour, even though I was by myself, talking to myself. Uh, I will probably cut a lot of this, because a lot of it's probably completely unlistenable. And oh god, I don't want to edit an hour of stuff. Anyway, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Um, everyone that wrote in questions, big thanks to you for giving me enough stuff to talk about to fill an episode. I believe I also said, ask me anything, nothing is off limits, and none of you asked personal questions, so, like, another big thank you there. You will never get that chance again, haha. Um, oh my god, it's almost one in the morning and I have to be at work. Oh dear. Oh dear, dear, dear. I'm Sam, and I will see you next time on The Lava Pool.